that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Hello, I'm David Freeman Webb. Is that really in the Bible? Question, should a Christian celebrate Halloween? Should a Christian celebrate Halloween? Now, the I am somewhat surprised at the churches that are getting in on the bandwagon here of doing just this. Now, I think they call it something different. They call it trick or trunk, trunk or trick. I, I, I'm not sure what they call it, but, but you know, I, I have speculated that at the rate, when I, when I ride by a church and I see the, it decorated in the par paraphernalia of Halloween, you know, I'm beginning to wonder. I, I really think probably 20 years from now, you're going to see somebody say, or a bumper sticker that says, let's put Christ back into Halloween. Yeah because it's going to become incorporated into the churches that dot our land. Because you got to understand something, in order to build a mega church, you have to give people what they want. That's how you build a mega, mega church. That's how you get a lot of money coming in. You look at two things. You look at what people, people want, and you look at what people spend their money on. Now, I think Halloween is I think it's the third biggest spender behind Christmas and maybe Easter, I'm not for sure. But uh, that's what you look at. And so people say, yeah, I think this is a good thing if we can put this into the church and, uh, and if, if they'll spend money on that kind of nonsense, like Halloween, then they'll surely give it to the church. And so from the church's perspective, you've, in order to grow a mega church, you just give people what they want. So. 20 years from now, you're going to see a statement, a bumper sticker that says, let's put Christ back into Halloween. You may even hear somebody say, it's all about Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Now, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? I mean, it's just kids having fun. That's all it's about, eating candy, rotting their teeth out. You know, that's a good thing. Well, I'm not so sure it's just about kids because you know usually at Halloween we try to get away from it and we'll go to a restaurant and my wife and I and you know all of a sudden here's this 50 year old granny dressed up like a witch you know and you just gotta wonder what's going on here what is going on our society dictates what we will do it makes our choices for it control our society it's sort of like the smoker that little cigarette tells you, it's your, it, first of all, it's your master. It tells you when to light up, when to fire up, when to, it, you know, it makes you smoke it. It is your master. Well, I have found that in society, you know, it's like society is our master. It, it just says, do this. And we never question it. We never ask, why should I do this? I guess it's just the fact that we don't want to stand out. You know, I admit we don't like standing out. We don't look like looking like an oddball. It's far easier. You know, any dead fish can float downstream. 
You know, you don't have to do anything just to go along with society. Just float downstream like a dead fish. But it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes resistance, it takes willpower to resist the tides, to float, to, to swim upstream, to fight the current. You got to be a real man to do that, I'll tell you that. And most of us are just not concerned about that. We just want to go along with whatever is going on. We don't question it. We don't even care. We don't even care. Does it matter whether you celebrate Halloween or not? Well, let me tell you something. If there is no God, it doesn't matter. If there is no God, it doesn't matter. If it's no God, then invite your whole family over. Invite your whole church family over to celebrate Halloween. You know? Have a skeleton hanging up in the, in, in the church. It doesn't matter if there is no God. But if there is a God, it probably matters to him. Now, what is Halloween really all about? I mean, when you think about it, you know, your Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22. It says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Yeah, stay away from anything that looks evil. And I would imagine the Bible would say, don't celebrate it. Don't celebrate it. You know, is there anybody gullible enough to believe that when Jesus Christ returns to this earth and sets up his kingdom on this earth, is there anybody that thinks Jesus is going to say, I think we ought to celebrate Halloween? Do you believe that? Now that's going to be one of the holidays that we keep, Halloween, that Jesus is going to say, yeah, Halloween churches, that, that's a good thing. I think we ought to do that. I don't know. I don't know where your brain is. I wonder sometimes. Now, parents, what values are you teaching your children by celebrating Halloween? What do you hope to get out of it? Well, it's fun. Well, okay. People like being scared. Well, okay. But, but that's not my question. My question is, what values are you trying to teach your children by celebrating Halloween? I mean, what is Halloween all, all about? I mean, well, I mean, well, if I look at it, I think, well, it's about witches. It's about the dead, mediums, evil spirits, ghosts, demons, evil. You know, that's, I guess that's what it's about. Everything that your Bible would, would obviously say, you probably should avoid that. Stay away from that. I mean, stay away from any appearance of evil. Don't bring it into your house. Don't celebrate it. Don't celebrate it. Now, maybe it's just innocent playtime. We're just having fun. I mean, and I like the candy. Yeah, I like the candy. I mean, after all, there is something sort of fun about getting scared half out of your wits. I mean, it really is sort of fun. But if there is no God, I guess it doesn't matter. But, but maybe God has something to say about this subject. Let's take a look at Deuteronomy 12 and verse 30. It says, take heed to yourself that you be not snared by following them. In other words, what's this talking about? It says, God is talking to, he said, don't follow them. Well, who's them? Them is the pagan nations that surrounded Israel. And God says, I don't want you to be snared, don't fall into a snare by following them. And that you inquire not after their God, saying, how did these nations serve their God? 
Even so will I do likewise. In other words, you don't look around and say, well, how did they serve their gods? Did you know how they served their gods back then? They had a god of Moloch, and Moloch was, they would actually offer their children to this god. It was a, a statue, I don't know, it was a concrete gold statue of a person sitting with his arms out. And in that area where the arms were, there was a fire pit. And they would build this fiery furnace, you know, this heat, this hot fire right there. And they would lay their children in its arms of this pagan god, Moloch, and burn their little children to this pagan god. And they would play the drums real loud and chant and to drown out the screams of the little child. Yeah, but they're all, they offered their child as sacrifices back then. Now, I know we would say, well, we wouldn't do anything like that. That's barbaric to do something like that. Well, nah, don't be so sure about that. You know, partial birth abortion is pretty barbaric when you think about it. It really is. So don't ever kid yourself in thinking, oh, no, we would never offer our children on a, you know, a pagan god or anything like that. Don't be so sure about that. I just wonder if what's going on now with partial birth abortion, if we've gone beyond that. How barbaric can you get when you think about it? Well, Deuteronomy 12 and verse 31 says this, You shall not do so unto the Lord your God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hates they have done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. And you know, they did this in the name of religion. Yeah, in the name of, of religion they did this. It continues on in Deuteronomy 12 and verse 32. It says, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. You shall not add thereto, nor diminish from it. I know what you don't look and say, well, I think it would be cute to bring Halloween into the churches, you know. I don't, God says don't add to it. Don't take away from what I have commanded you to do. I think it'd be good to have Halloween in the churches to keep the kids off the street. Let me tell you something. If your last ditch effort to save your kids is the church, then you done lost the battle. No, it begins at home a long, long time ago. But if you're one, you know, your children are getting a little bit rebellious in their teen years or whatever, and I think, well, I think church would be a good thing now. You done lost the battle. You done lost the battle. Now, it actually, start, the battle starts the day the child is born. And there are things that you have to teach. So what kind of holidays will be kept in God's kingdom? Can you answer that question? Do, do, do you think the, your Bible says Halloween will be kept in the kingdom? Well, let's take a look at it. Zechariah 14 and verse 16. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all nations. Now, this is the millennium when Christ returns to this earth. The kingdom of God is being established on this earth. And it says that all nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Feast of what? Feast of Tabernacles, yes, that's one of God's holy days, and all nations 
are going to be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles when Christ returns. And all nation includes you. You know that, don't you? You might as well get used to keeping these holy days because you're going to be keeping them when Christ returns. I don't know how much proof you need. I mean, I, I go to the scripture and there it is. You're going to be keeping the feast when Christ returns. All nations will be, go up keep the Feast of Tabernacles. But you're not going to do it now. Why? Why? Now, are you not tired of your worn-out pagan holidays? Are you not tired of, you know, spend these days to get you to spend all your money? And you kid yourself in thinking it's all about Jesus? You talk about a self-deception going on there. That, that's incredible self-deception. Yeah, we're doing it all for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, tell someone who will believe you, because I guarantee you Jesus is not believing in that. Are you not tired of going along with the status quo? Who's in control of your life? Does society rule you? You don't have anything to stand against society. You, you just got to go along with it. Peer pressure. Adult peer pressure, I guess. We'll be 60 years old, you know. We're 60 years old and we still go along with, with what the society teaches us to do. We can't resist it. I don't understand that. I never wanted to just fit in with what everybody else was doing. I, I'll be honest with you. Just... Because I, 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 I've always understood the majority is always wrong. I've always understood that. You just look at what everybody's doing and chances are it's going to be something that is wrong and not godly and not good. Now, I want to offer you a free booklet here entitled Seven Holy Days. Actually, that's not it. But uh, anyway, it looks like that. But... <laughs> Seven holy, there are seven holy days that you're going to be keeping when Christ returns. Now, I, you know, and, and this is free of charge. I'm not going to sell your name to a mailing list. Uh, I'm not going to beg you for money. You just order that. You'll get it seven holy days that you're going to be keeping when Christ returns. We've already touched on the Feast of Tabernacles that all nations will be keeping this. Okay? These are seven holy days. Now, I can just hear someone say, well, not me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to keep his holy days. Well, let's look at Zechariah 14 and verse 17. And it shall be that whosoever will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon him, them shall be no rain. And, you know, it goes through a list of punishment that's going to occur if you don't come up in the millennium when Christ returns to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah, you're going to be keeping these holy days when Christ returns. Now, you're not going to hear about these days at your local church. You're just not going to hear about them. What you hear is that, well, that's Jewish and that's not for us. Now, when you dismiss God's holy days, society will incorporate its own holidays. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, when you take the Word of God and you say, well, that's not important, that's for somebody else, that's for the Jews, that's for Israel, and I know that God says these are my feasts, but they're not for me. When you reject or dismiss God's holy days, your society will incorporate its own methods for worshiping God. Like, hey, Halloween. Yeah. A lot of people will say, that's Jewish. 
You're talking about Jewish holy days. No, I'm not. Look at Leviticus 23 and verse 4. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. Whose feasts are they? Can't hear you. Feasts of the Lord. They're God's feasts. It doesn't say that they're the Jews' feasts. The Jews kept them, yes. Big deal. But it says these are the feasts of the Lord. Now, maybe God gave us these days for a reason. You ever thought about that? Maybe God wants to teach you something. Maybe God wants you to understand something in this thing called life that you're living. And let me, let me ask you some questions. Do you know why you are here? Do you know who and what is God? Do you know who and what is man? Okay, do you think man's destiny is just a soul factory where you retire in heaven? That everything you've learned, all the experience that you have is for the purpose of being put out to farm and do nothing. Is that what you believe? Do you know what happens when you die? Do you know what happens to people who the missionary fails to reach? All those missionaries, they don't reach everybody. Do you know what happens to the ones they fail to reach? Do you know the answer to mankind's problem? I do. It's the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. It is man incorporating, living God's law within his heart, mind, and spirit. That's what, what would solve, it is true conversion, what would solve mankind's problems. But do you know all the answers to mankind's problem? Do you know what, you know, why you're here? What's it all about? What, what is life all about? What I'm saying is these holy days answers these questions. And I don't know why, it just seems like a lot of people are satisfied with living in blissful ignorance. I don't want to know the answer to anything. I'm just, I'm just live my life and hope it all works out. Mm, boy, you need to order this publication. Listen to this offer and I'll be right back. What kind of holidays will be kept when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth? Will the traditional holidays of our society be kept or will God institute his holy days found in the pages of your Bible? Find the answer to this question by ordering your free magazine entitled Seven Holy Days. The greatest story ever told is found hidden within God's holy days, like a mystery that goes deeper and deeper. So each holy day reveals a deeper understanding about the mysteries of God and what God is doing through mankind. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. Should you observe Halloween? Answer, no, you should not. I mean, you actually, well, what about the children, though? I mean, they enjoy it. They like it. But listen, you should have taught your children the origins of this pagan holiday a long time ago. 
I mean, I did. I mean, I, you know, taught my daughter this a long time ago. We just didn't go for this. We didn't celebrate Halloween because she knew where it came from. Uh, should you, preacher man, bring this pagan holiday into your church? No, you should not. Look at Isaiah 56 and verse 10. It says, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. You know, the watchmen, the preachers, the ministers who should be on the high tower. They should be on the wall as a watchman, looking at society, looking at what's going on, looking at the condition of the churches, looking at the lackadaisical approach towards sin and, and the, the, the lack of repentance and turning turning from God, you know, and turning away from God and the superficial, superficial religion that we have where there's no depth and the incorporation of, of stuff like Halloween into the churches. They should be on the high tower looking, watching, warning. Instead, your Bible says they're like dumb dogs. They can't even bark when danger approaches. Can't do it. And maybe there's a motive. Let's take a look at the next verse, verse 11. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone for his gain from his quarter. You know, now I know, you know, the need to... For money, you know, the minister, you've got bills to pay, you've got a house payment, you've got a car payment, you want to make a living just like everybody else. And I understand that. But sometimes I think, you know, money gets in the way. It's sort of sad because here's the thing. Paul was a tent, was a tent maker. That's what he did. That's how he earned his living. I'm part owner of a business called U.S. Stone. That's how I make a living. I don't get paid to minister. I can say whatever I want to say. It doesn't matter if people disagree. You know, when you get paid, your church basically owns you. You work for them. And if they don't like you, you know, I'm not even talking about it. You speaking up, you know, and telling the truth or anything like that. Yeah, they'll get rid of you in a heartbeat if you do that. But if they just don't even like, if they don't like the way you look or or they don't like your messages, or you know, they'll get rid of you. I've seen it happen over and over again, where they, the church got rid of their minister. I mean, there is nothing more petty, pea-brained, than you know, a big church, you know, a lot of religious people. It's just, it, it, if you want to see pettiness, that's where you find it at. My mother tells a story about it, singing in the choir. She said, the, the ones who could not sing would knock you down wanting to get on the front row. That's the ones that couldn't sing. You know, it's just it's a lot of pettiness when it comes to people in general, not just religion, but what's in religion also, but sometimes it's just enough to make you sick. It's enough to make you want to quit. But anyway, it would be nice to see more ministers not employed by their church because there's an empowerment there that few ministers have. And what, you know, when we talk about what is needed, we need men of faith 
who have been empowered to speak the truth freely and let the chips fall where they may. You know, you're getting paid, you know, oh, pull the rug out from under you, you're out of here. We don't need more paid preachers, I can guarantee you that. Preaching shouldn't be an occupation. It should be a calling where you've got to say what you've got to say. And it's not dependent on some salary of a bunch of petty little people that hungry for control or whatever. Shouldn't be that way. Shouldn't be that way at all. So if you're a Christian, should you celebrate Halloween? Answer, no. If you're a preacher, should you bring it into your church? Answer, no. Now, if you're a pagan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It'd be a good, probably a good thing to keep there, Halloween, if you're a pagan. You know, the, the problem is this. I can't tell a bit of difference between a pagan and a Christian. It's like they're in the same boat together. There's no difference between a pagan and a Christian. They're all doing the same thing. It's like the statistic I heard on Christmas one time. Of all the pagans, no, all the um, atheists, that, that was it. All the atheists, it was a statistic on how many atheists celebrate at Christmas. And I'm thinking, why would an atheist celebrate Christmas? I thought it was all about the birth of Jesus. No difference between the pagan and the uh, Christian. No difference. You know, one day, Jesus is going to ask you, what part of 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22 didn't you get? I want you to abstain, abstain from all appearance of evil. I didn't say celebrate it. I didn't say bring it into your church. I wanted you to stay away from it and make a difference, to make a stand to say we're not tolerating this nonsense. Instead of throwing the minister out, throw the people out. Be just you standing along. That'd be a good thing. That'd be a good thing. You buy your lonesome. All the people, they can go back into the world of their pagan customs and traditions. They can die in their sins if they want to. They can do whatever they want to. But you, at least you stand up for what is right. Well, all it takes is one person one man of God to stand up for what is right. So God says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Don't celebrate it, stay away from it. And that's what's really in your Bible. What kind of holidays will be kept when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth? Will the traditional holidays of our society be kept or will God institute his holy days found in the pages of your Bible? Find the answer to this question by ordering your free magazine entitled Seven Holy Days. The greatest story ever told is found hidden within God's holy days, like a mystery that goes deeper and deeper. So each holy day reveals a deeper understanding about the mysteries of God and what God is doing through mankind. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com.